Hey, Big Travi. Yeah. Mock, mock. Who's there? The Fantasy Whispers coming at you with another mock draft, this time a full point, 12-team PPR. Let's do it. Yes, we're back again. We're back again. Hey, let's pump up the volume. Right here. Hey, Whisper Nation, we're doing another 12-team mock draft, full-point PPR with Big Travi, Johnny Game Time Hicks. If you want to follow the show, you can do so on Twitter at TF Whisperers. Uh, you can find us on YouTube and Instagram at The Fantasy Whispers. You can also visit our website, thefantasywhispers.com. We have our articles, latest episodes, rankings, and soon we'll have our live draft kit there in July. Again, that's thefantasywhispers.com. All right, we are going to get into this. You are you guys jacked right now? I, I I'm 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 always so pumped for these mock draft videos. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, mock drafts are great, and as always, when we start this off, Austin just picks these positions for us right out of a hat. So We're going tell- six yeah. and seven. All six right. and seven. All right, let's do this. <laughs> Big Travi six. I didn't see the hat, but he Game picked them. Seven. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop yeah. camera. You can't see it. I'm pulling out with my toes. <laughs> Johnny, we're going back to back here. Uh, this is how friendships are. Don't I'm going to be stealing all your players. I mean, you probably are, but this is always good practice, right? Because you're most likely in a league with a bunch of your friends. And I also You'll say, hey, hey, that's a great that's a great point that you make, Travis, and the fact that know your league mates and what they like to do. And when you do that, you can give yourself somewhat of a positional advantage there. So I like this, Travis. I'm going to, I'm going to snipe some of your players here. Mm, We'll see. All right. So let's get this thing started here. We're going to go ahead and begin draft. Melvin Gordon, first one off the board. Followed by Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Big Travi. It's your pick at six. Who you got? I talked about this a little bit on Instagram recently, and people were asking me who's in your top five. That question was for standard or PPR. Uh, we answered standard there, but I'm taking David Johnson here with yep. the number six pick. I like that. Uh, I figured you were going to take that, that guy. Cardinals, Cardinals gear in the background, throw some salt on him. No, but... Really, we talk about Cliff Kingsbury and what he's going to bring to this offense. I think it means a lot of receptions. Let's not forget a couple of years ago, David Johnson was the AP wide receiver of the year. Yeah, right. Hey, and and this uh, offense where he's going (laughs) to expect to run 90 plays a game, you want to get that volume. (laughs) Uh, No, I don't think you'll get that much. I love the David Johnson pick. Obviously, I was hoping Travis didn't pick him, but I knew in the back of my mind he was going to pick him. So uh, I'm going to go with my guy here. I absolutely love. He's my wide receiver one, uh, and it's a PPR league. So give me some Devontae Adams at the seventh pick. He will be the number one wide receiver at the end of the year. You heard it here first. Le'Veon Bell after that, followed by DeAndre Hopkins, James Conner, Todd Gurley, Michael Thomas, Joe Mixon, Odell Beckham Jr., Dalvin Cook, Julio Jones, Juju Smith-Schuster, and back to game time in the second round. All right, so I've got quite a few options here that I'm going to, you know, Travis Kelsey, tight end uh, position. If you haven't watched our latest tight end video, go check that out. We just did a a ranked our top 10 fantasy tight ends, Um, but... To me, I, I can't really pair Devontae Adams with Travis Kelsey. I think that would put me too far behind the eight ball there. So I'm actually going to go 
Mike Evans here and stack up on those wide receivers who should have plenty of targets coming their way this next year. I'm not surprised that both of those receivers are in the top five. Mm. Travis, who are you going to pair up with David Johnson? Well, I think I'm going to go with Damian Williams here. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think about what Andy Reid does with running backs, and he produces great running backs, especially those that can catch the football. That is Damian Williams' strength is catching the football. And just recently this week, or last week, I should say, uh, Eric Bieniemy came out and gave a full vote of confidence for Mm -hmm. Damian Williams, naming him their starter and expecting him to excel in the After that pick, we saw Travis Kelsey off the board, followed by Devontae Freeman, Adam Thielen, Antonio Brown, Marlon Mack. Going into the third round now, T.Y. Hilton, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, and back to Big Travi. I'm going to go with A.J. Green here. It's time for me to take a wide receiver, and if I'm looking at wide receiver of guys that can actually hit that tier of the top five who I missed out with by taking running back early, then it's A.J. Green for me. He's done it before. As long as Andy Dalton's there and as long as A.J.'s healthy, he's going to love to feed him. Is there a world where he's healthy and not in the top 10? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think that can happen. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't think so. And I think I'm he's kind of getting disrespected. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right, Johnny, you got two great receivers here. Who are you taking in the third? So this fell to me really nicely here, and I don't have a running back yet. And Leonard Fournette is just sitting atop. There with Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones are the top three running backs that I have to choose from. Now, Derrick Henry cannot catch the ball. We all know this. He's a great runner, but can't catch the ball. Leonard Fournette, actually, surprisingly, and I'm going to refer back to Austin Sear and a conversation we had last year in the offseason where we both, yes, where we both were actually surprised at how much Leonard Fournette actually can catch the ball out of the backfield. And so to get a guy like that in the third round, 100%, 100%, I will take him as my RB1 in a PPR league and be very, very happy with it. You heard the coaching staff come out with a lot more confidence, and I think some of us were expecting to be bestowed upon Leonard Fournette at this point, but they're looking for him to be the bell cow again. I got a soft spot for Leonard Fournette. I like that pick right there. After that, we saw the automated picks go Zach Ertz, George Kittle, Aaron Jones, Derek Henry, Stefan Diggs into the fourth round now. Carryon Johnson, Sony Michelle, Julian Edelman, Patrick Mahomes, Brandon Cooks, and back now to Johnny. Fourth round pick. So I am going to... There's This guy, this might be a little bit of a reach here, but I really, stretch. I really like the upside that this player presents. And he's going to be my wide receiver three, and that's Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. Um, you know, it, Kenny Galladay was on the board, and Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. I know that uh, Travis likes Cooper Cup a lot, um, but I just see Sammy Watkins. We know what his ceiling is because we've seen it before. That's a top five wide receiver. And in this offense, I think, especially if and when Hill is released or let go, um, Sammy Watkins will be that number one guy for Patrick Mahomes. So uh, I like opportunity. him. Yep. A lot of opportunity over there with talent and opportunity. Uh, health has just always been his concern. 100%. Travi. <clears throat> so I was uh, kind of looking at this from a perspective of taking a number one, another wide receiver uh, mm. who could be a number one. Um, and if I'm looking at it, there's not a lot left that are their true number ones in their offense. Um, so I think what I might do is just bank on the Rams offense here and take Robert Woods. Um, he was their number one. Obviously, Cooper Cup missed an extended period of time. 
but they paid Robert Woods before they got all these guys as the number one wide receiver, and he continued to be that guy for them. Really like what Woods brings to the table, and I really like pieces of great offenses. You did it with Sammy Watkins, getting him in Kansas City. I'm going to try and replicate that a bit with Robert Woods. I like that. After words, we saw Philip Lindsay go, followed by Mark Ingram, David Montgomery, Aaron Rodgers, first quarter, oh, excuse me, second quarterback off the board, Kenny Galladay, turning now into the fifth round, Calvin Ridley, Cooper Cup, Andrew Luck, Kenyon Drake, Tyler Lockett, back to Big Travi now. So I had almost taken O.J. Howard the last round because I was trying to find a guy that could really hit a one ceiling there, but I'm actually going to take him in this round. I was able to wait on him here, so I feel like I... I did that here. If you look, uh, as Johnny said, we did our tight end show recently. Go check that out here on the channel. Um, we talked about OJ Howard and the fact that there are 170 plus vacated targets in that Tampa Bay offense, who, which is now turned over to Bruce Arians, who loves to throw the football in his last two seasons with Arizona was top five in pass attempts per game. Um, so I think OJ Howard could really feast in this offense. And another good part about that is once you have OJ Howard, always trade it to Johnny. Yeah. For more value yeah. than it's worth, and yeah. it'll help you get to the championship in your league, <laughs> hey. as he did for me last oh, year. Oh, that sounds like yeah. that might have happened. Thank you. Hey, it wasn't O.J. Howard. I mean, it might as well have been. O.J. Well, Howard, OJ Howard did go. O.J. Howard went down, here. and that's why that was the case. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, Travis, it happened. It, you sniped the player I wanted. I was really hoping to get O.J. Howard right here, but that's okay because that's what drafting is all about. You just adapt. And then you just get them back next Overcome. time. And so uh, I'm looking at the board right now, and I don't have a number two running back. And look, look, lo and behold, look at who's top of the, the little chart here. We got Chris Carson. Yes, I will take him even in a PPR league. He is going yeah, to you're get not so worried much- about. You're not worried about his pass catching, not he them not using him in the pass catching, really? No, because... It, Chris Carson's going to still be able to get you that he's my running back too. And at that point, like I don't, I don't need him to catch a lot of balls in order to be return the value I'm looking for in my running back too. Uh, I really, I really think that Chris Carson is a solid running back PPR or standard. Um, Could be a great running back there in the fifth round where you got him. Afterwards we saw swooped up Tariq Cohen, Jarvis Landry, Eric Ebron, James White, Mike Williams to close out the fifth, going into the sixth round. Darius Geis back from that ACL. Chris Goodwin, DJ Moore, Tyler Boyd, Deshaun Watson, and now to Johnny. So there are a couple of positions that I'm kind of looking at here. I could, you know, try to sure up my wide receiver, you know, get one more wide receiver and just really lock up. There's a couple of guys that I like on that list, but if I'm wanting to try to get um you know at least a positional equilibrium at this point or have a positional nice advantage work. uh over people uh, below me and I've got to take Evan Ingram best tight end on the board right now and he should get a lot of volume in that offense so I will take Evan Ingram very talented guy Travis who'd you grab right afterward grab Miles Sanders here this is a guy I want to tell with about every week uh he kind of He's a super talented running back that didn't get a lot of hype out of college because he was directly behind Saquon Barkley at Penn State. He's now coming in, and can we talk about how the Eagles have not used high draft capital on a running back in talk years? And they did it with Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. So here's my thing. We talk about how Doug Peterson never uses one back in a bell cow role. 
He's also never drafted a running back this high. So that's where I'm banking on here. I think Miles Sanders could be one of the best rookies uh, production-wise behind that great offensive line, all the weapons in that offense that keep the chains moving. He's going to be a touchdown guy, and I think Jordan Howard poses no threat to his productivity. I like that pick, especially where you got him there. Afterwards, going up, Tyreek Hill, Hunter Henry, Tevin Coleman, Lamar Miller, Baker Mayfield into the seventh round now. Robbie Anderson, Alshon Jeffrey, Jared Cook, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, back to Travis. If I'm looking at my wide receiver, I'm going to have a little fun now with this third wide receiver, and I'm going to draft Will Fuller here. I think his touchdown upside is just incredible when he's on the field. Obviously, he has not played a lot of games in the last two years, but when he does play, he is electric. So I, I'm taking Will, Will Fuller. Really quick question on this one. Why yeah. did you go ahead and say Will Fuller over a guy who's in a number one role like Allen Robinson? Because we saw at the end of the year that Allen Robinson really wasn't a number one and that they spread this ball around in Chicago. They really like all the weapons they have there. They continue to work that naggy system where they're moving guys around. And I'm just tired of giving Allen Robinson credit to be a number one based off a of one good year in Jacksonville. Uh, I just we can't keep telling ourselves the same story with Allen Robinson that he's going to be a number one, even though he's the number one on the depth chart. See, good point. Um, Johnny, who you- when when you started talking wide receiver, Travis, I thought you were going to do it to me again. I thought you were going to take another one of my players I wanted. But luckily, you went with the Will Fuller route, which I do like Will Fuller. I do have my concerns about that injury and what statistically ends up happening with uh wide receivers who are coming off of the type of injury he had generally the year after they tend to have a lot of hamstring issues uh, because they're trying to compensate for uh, you know their their knee and and everything like that so I don't expect Will Fuller to actually play all 16 games well I which, think Will Fuller's done this twice right so doesn't that mean and, he's good and Double he's gotten <laughs> and he's gotten injured <laughs> two, again two negatives make a positive yeah exactly. yeah but um <laughs> Uh, Travis, I am going to take Allen Robinson. That's the guy I wanted to take because, yes, I understand your point in, in saying that, yeah, does do the Bears spread the ball around? And they do. But what we've seen in this offseason is all the reports that are coming out are that Keenan or that Allen Robinson has uh, really worked on his route running, his studying of game tape and, and the plays. And then we've also seen Mitch Trubisky come in, and they're just saying he is taking a demand of this offense. He's he's making reads before they should, you know, where he should have been or we thought he could have been last year. He's coming into this offseason at that point. And all the connections uh, or all the stories out of OTA so far is that him and Allen Robinson have a very nice connection right now. So, yeah, you said that he might not be the wide receiver one for that offense, I think he has the upside, and what's nice about where I picked him is I don't necessarily need to rely on that. I can now take the gamble and say, okay, if he's not, he's my wide receiver for anyway. Yeah, in the seventh round, you like it there. Yeah. After that Allen Robinson pick from Johnny, we saw Kareem Hunt, Daryl Henderson, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Hardman, Vance McDonald, Latavius Murray, Nikhil Harry, Ronald Jones the second should be junior, Golden Tate, and now back to Johnny, eighth-round pick. All right, so this really worked out for me well. Uh, I talk, I took his uh, you know, backfield mate a few rounds ago, and now I'm just going to sure up that backfield, Rashad Penny, Penny. who could be the, cut, the catching back there. Uh, Big Travi threw out an awesome stat about the Seattle backfield on a live, uh, an IG live show he did the other day, 
And he's talking about Rashad Penny, even if he when he jumps up to 36% usage, which is what uh, the backfield that just left uh, to the Bears, you know, Rashad Penny could potentially take 36% of those snaps, and that would equate to uh, 106, yeah, 180, what was it, 186 targets? Uh, touches travis it would have been 192 target or touches which would have put him right around alvin kamara and marlon mack yep so if you look at you know the last year if you would have put last year so yeah i really like the the fact that both these guys can eat if they're the only two guys going because we saw chris carson and mike davis do that nice two cents on rashad penny over to big travi oh but that's I, I got that one. Travis was too too worried about who he's picking to understand that one. I got it. I got you. I'm picking up where you're laying down. Pennies. <laughs> uh, so I went and took Royce Freeman. I think if we're looking at Royce Freeman from a perspective, I know PPR, you might have Philip Lindsay there. But what I really found out about Philip Lindsay's injury is it's a serious injury. Like his fingers touched his forearm. Oh, with this wrist injury. Wrist injury. So I can't even get close and, to doing. That. <laughs> I can't either because oh. I'm so swole. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I can touch your. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I'm just saying, like, he's not only it's not only a gnarly injury that he suffered, but he's behind schedule now. He was supposed to be back for OTAs. He's not. They're talking about he may be back. And so all the while, Stepmom Lauren talked about this before. If you haven't, you aren't following her, follow her at, at Stepmom Lauren. She talked about how he's behind in her latest article. And so he's behind that schedule. And so all those reps are going to Royce Freeman. He could easily be the guy when this is all said and done. New regime, all those things. Eighth round pick, you snagged him there. Yeah. Following up, Dante Pettis, DK Metcalf, Geronimo Allison. David Njoku, me too. Jordan Howard to close out the eighth round, moving into the ninth. Jarek McKinnon off the board, followed by Austin Eckler. Emmanuel Sanders, Sterling Shepard, Corey Davis, and now to the ninth round pick. So I should probably take another wide receiver here, which I'm going to do, and I'm in between two guys that who could be the number ones on their offense. Maybe not the number ones solely, but uh, a big part of their offense, I should say, and who can hit a ceiling. For me, it's Christian Kirk and also James Washington. Mm -hmm. So if I'm looking at the two offenses, what can I bank on more? I can bank on Pittsburgh going to be a high-flying offense. They've been so the more of the, of the last few years. I think I'm going to take James Washington here as opposed to Christian Kirk. James a little Washington. bit of a gamble, but I, I like the upset. And the hearts break everywhere as James Washington is off the board. Sensing some sarcasm there, but all right. <laughs> Moving on. Johnny, who you who do you like? All right, so I'm looking. I am not as sold on Christian Kirk being the guy that you want to own in Arizona as Big Travis is. Can I ask you why? Um, I will t- because Christian why? Kirk is a very good wide receiver, but he's not going to be lined up in the slot. He's going to be lined up outside, which is is you know good. that in you know that in the air raid offense, two players line up in the slot, right? Correct. And you know who right. those two? Slots. Okay, and Fitzgerald, be Isabella, and Kirk. No, you're going to have Fitzgerald and and either. Isabella. But in, no, but in Kirk's or in Cliff Kingsbury's offense, consistently, he's always put the bigger wide receivers on the outside. It's traditionally, so I I understand that. Change it for Larry Fitzgerald. Yes, Larry Fitzgerald. Because mm. will will Fitzgerald? have some 
times when he lines up outside, certainly. And he did that last year. But you look at the wide receivers that they brought in, and you got a White is now is, is they have Butler who will be on the outside. Okay. They have they brought in White, which they really really like. Uh, which I know he's like an injury concern, and I'm not banking on him playing, but I'm just saying. Uh, and and they actually had moved Christian Kirk to the outside last year while Fitz was in the slot. So um, okay, I, right, I just so say, if you're not sold it, on Kirk. Who you who you going with? Um, yeah, I, I I'm not saying that you're you're wrong. I just I'm not com- confident in that it's going to be Christian Kirk. Okay, uh, so there's a couple options here, and I'm just going to take a stab it because I built my roster the way I have. Um, I'm going to go. Chris, uh, Cortland Sutton, number one wide receiver. There's a lot of hype coming from him. We know that uh, Flacco likes to air out the ball. Am I confident in that pick? No, I'm not, but uh, it's the best He's available. He's not a big fan of making completions, but he does love to throw it. This is true. This is true. Uh, Kyler Murray was taken next, followed by the Chicago Bears defense. First one off the board. Christian Kirk, the ever-spoken-about Followed by Jared Goff, Cam Newton, Marvin Jones, LaShawn McCoy, the L.A. Rams defensive team, D.D. Westbrook, Jalen Samuels, back to Johnny. All right. Well, this is the thing that really irritates me about mocking on Sleeper. You have <laughs> you all these quarterbacks. Yeah, because the yeah. teams take two two quarterbacks when like Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Jared Goff, Cam, well, I guess Cam Newton, that guy didn't have a, a quarterback. So being and that a lot of the quarterbacks are off the board. I'm just gonna grab one now. Uh, we're in the tenth round. There's a couple of guys that I really like here, but for this sake, I just want I just want to know a I just want a guy who can get score points for me. And as bad as he has, is at Good throwing. Strategy. <laughs> as bad as as bad as he is at throwing Travis and Austin, the dude can run, and unfortunately, it's a cheat code for fantasy football. So I'll take Lamar Jackson at my quarterback position. Really quick, I want to ask a question. I had a friend of recently asked Cardinals fan and said, "Is there a world where you can justify taking Lamar Jackson before Kyler Murray?" No, and I don't think you can. No, there like, isn't. Right? So. I was gonna. I was looking at Kyler last round, and I almost took him because we had given Johnny a little bit of flack when we first started the mock draft for taking Kyler. Um, here's the bottom line: Is Kyler a guy that can be the number one overall quarterback at the position? Yes, in fantasy. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Bottom line. And so for me, if you're gonna take a quarterback, if you can make a case for any guy between two and fourteen, why not make that guy be a guy that can touch the top? And I think Kyler Murray is that. Yeah. Um, but speaking of I want to go a little Game of Thrones here. Uh, I know it just ended, but Danny was talking to Tyrion about the wheel at one point and saying Baratheon, Targaryen, Lannister, it's all just a wheel that, you know, I'm going to break the wheel. Well, kind of like a wheel has been the Kansas City backfield. And continuously, nobody stays on top for too long there. Yeah. Kareem Hunt, then he fell off Damian Williams, Spencer Ware. We've seen Sarkandic West in years past. Carlos Hyde is a guy I'm drafting here, not just because I took Damian Williams, but I'm taking Carlos Hyde late in drafts consistently because if anything happens to Damian Williams, production-wise, injury-wise, Carlos Hyde will feast because of the Andy Reid offense. I'm really high on Carlos Hyde in later rounds, 10th and on uh, this year. I love that with the Damian Williams pickup. I'm a big believer in handcuffs. 
and insurance policies uh, and not yeah, just that, inside the bedroom. That was a good pick. But moving on, <laughs> Singletary followed by Larry Fitzgerald, Ben Roethlisberger, Jameis Winston, Ito Smith. Going into the 11th round now, Philip Rivers, Austin Hooper, <laughs> TJ Hawkerson, L.A. Chargers, Niam Hines. So I'm so pissed at sleeper like Johnny. <laughs> I was going to take Kyler, and then I was going to take Ben Roethlisberger, but wait, I'm like, there's no way, you know, Ben's been constantly disrespected in ADP. There's no way anybody's taking him here, and he gets swooped off the board. I love Ben Roethlisberger this year. He's a great value at the quarterback position. But I'm actually going to go. It's because tra- oh, I like this one tra- Travis, like this one it's, it's, you got, you have to take, that guy had to take Ben Roethlisberger because he has Andrew Luck. That's such a question mark, dude. Yeah, and, of course. And, and Jameis Winston has to come off the board because Aaron Rodgers is a huge has risk, to. dude. So it's, you got to take those handcuffs <laughs> at the quarterback position, dude. Yeah, Austin <laughs> talks about handcuffs. You got you got to get them, dude. Quarterback. <laughs> Especially when you have a perennial MVP candidate. Oh, as your yep. Allen here. I yeah, it. I do like talk it, about Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. and his running ability. Kyler Murray's running ability. Fuck them from weeks 12 through 17. <laughs> Whoa. He said mock them. Just yeah. For anybody said, not listening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for uh, for weeks 12 through 17, not a single quarterback was better than Josh Allen in fantasy uh, football. Not no one. So his rushing ability was not really talked about a lot coming out of college. I mean, it was talked about a little bit that he was an athlete, but it really translated to the NFL. And they put, you know, Cole Beasley in there to help him out. They put John Brown, Smokey John Brown in there. Uh, they've brought in almost like 11 linemen. They're going to start cycling those guys through. I really like what Buffalo's done so far. And I like Josh. I love the upside here. That's a fun one, especially coming into his second year. Uh, and that's incredibly strong finish. I'm not saying a, uh, uh, um, which I like where you got him. 11th round. Solid there. Johnny, on the board here in the 11th round, who you got? I'm going to go ahead and take Kiki Cutie. Kiki Cutie? See reverse argument of Will Fuller for Big Travi. Um, Mm. And so I do think that Will Fuller, unfortunately, I I love him as a player, and I do like what he brings when he's on the field. But Mm -hmm. if if I'm going with what I'm – preaching here i think that he'll go down and kiki cutie will take his place and we saw that he was uh, a good wide receiver last year before he got injured as well so I'll exciting di- exciting dice roll there if he ends up becoming that number two option over mm-hmm. in houston off the board following johnny's pick went Devontae De- uh, deontay freeman excuse me running back for foreman man what's going on it's more <laughs> paris campbell devin funches jacksonville jaguars defense uh, Rob Gronkowski with the technical difficulties going out <laughs> in the twelfth round. Baltimore Ravens defense: Tyrell Williams, Isaiah Crowell, Jai, Deshaun Jackson, and now over Johnny to make his own technical. So, Whisper Nation, I talked about a little bit early, knowing your league, knowing who you're drafting with, and you know Travis. Travis hurt me a little bit earlier in in this draw and this mock draft he he took a guy that he knows that i'm really high on and oj howard and he stole him from me so you know what i'm gonna this is when you become betty miss petty betty petty Meddy, and that's what i'm gonna do here <laughs> and i'm gonna go ahead and take travis's boy in a ppr i need i need some more running backs here give me kalen balage who has extremely high upside. We've seen what he could do in college. Uh, you know, had seven touchdowns in a game. Uh, we saw what, how he popped off at the end of last season. Now, 
I am. I do think Kenyon Drake will get the majority of the bulk here uh, and the carries, but Kalen Balazs has the talent, and if he does become, you know, the guy, he could be a really nice piece. And even even so, I think he's a nice little third down back uh, for uh, Miami. This is like your ideal guy to take in the twelfth round, yeah. a running back with some standalone value as you with some of those pass catching abilities, but a true opportunity here to become a lead back on a team that is going to use him in all different facets. He could be a waiver wire guy. Who cares? You got him in the 12th round. Right. Uh, but he, he could end up being a legit player and contributor to your squad. Like it. Gravy, your turn. Who'd you go with? Well, I would have gone uh, with... If, if he's still here, I might still do it. Um, oh, never mind. I'm going to do them both. Cool. Oh. You're going to do them both, huh? Wow. Hit back to, this, hit is a, back this is it. So, all right. So here's what I you was thinking. I was thinking between Keith yeah. Brown and Dante Moncrief. Mm-hmm. I ended up taking them both. Marquise Brown, I took because I already had James Washington. So I put a, uh, a chip down on James Washington in the Pittsburgh offense. So I went with Marquise Brown because, yes, I get it. Lamar Jackson doesn't throw very well. But he also was – he improved every year at Louisville in his throwing. So I have faith that he can kind of, he can get in the right system – which he is with, um, I'm blanking on his name, but the guy who coached Colin Kaepernick in his heyday, he coached Tyrod Taylor with Buffalo. God, what is his name? Uh, anyways, he's the coordinator there with, with Baltimore now, uh, and he's got a lot of uh, familiarity with mobile quarterbacks. Anyways, so Marquise Brown, not going to have a lot of targets, but he should dominate the targets for Baltimore. Like, he should be their number one playmaker. And so, yeah, he's only getting four five catches a game maybe if that right mm-hmm. if he's only getting those catches this is a guy that burns defenses though so he's going to be a big play guy and i think he's got a lot of upside moncrief we've seen uh have a lot of touchdown upside with andrew luck before mm-hmm. and we know that pittsburgh not only drafts wide receivers well they make good free agency or off-season moves with wide receivers they know wide receivers and i don't think they you know did anything bad by bringing in dante moncrief i think here. moncrief's been underrated for a Greg, Greg yeah. Roman, other, that's uh, that's the coordinator. Yeah, yeah, other yeah. guys we saw come off the board there, Jimmy Garoppolo, Deshaun Hamilton, Peyton Barber, Cleveland Browns defense, Anthony Miller, Adrian Peterson, Deion Lewis, Delaney Walker, Tom Brady, and now, Johnny, you're up. So I talked about it a little bit. I referred to it, and this is the guy that I actually like taking in drafts because I actually have the most confidence that – he will be the guy that is the most valuable on this Arizona Cardinals offense, and that is Andy Isabella. The guy is a matchup nightmare. Look yeah. for them to really exploit this because not only is he quick, but he's really fast. So he can, you know, he'll be oh. against the slot and he can um, also burn you as well. He's got the speeds and the jets to turn on and, and burn you. So uh, if I'm taking a gamble on a wide receiver at this point, it's going to be Andy Isabella. Andy Isabella, in my opinion, is that perfect guy who you're excited about and then extremely frustrated. You drop him in week three, and then you watch him in week four go off for 20 points. Could be. Yeah, that's and that's do. just the yeah. way but rookie wide receiver kind of works, right? right? I mean, we just kind of see consistency do that to them in the first year. And with the amount of weapons that the Cardinals be operating with and still 
But like I was like I was saying with Christian Kirk and trying to talk to Johnny about whoever those two slot wide receivers are, mm -hmm. they soaked up the majority of the targets in yep. the air raid offense for Cliff Kingsbury. I'm very excited about Andy Isabella. We know that pro football focus gave him not only the highest rating of any wide receiver coming out of the draft this year. He actually received the highest rating of any wide receiver they have ever ranked in the history of them doing rankings. Just five years. <laughs> Boom. Boom. That's pretty good. That just After, No, that is Andy that's Isabella. great. Sebastian Janikowski, Justice Hall, Debo Samuel, Demarius Thomas, and Dak Prescott to close out the 13th. The penultimate round led off with Greg Zerline, Chris Herndon, Harrison Butker, Guskowski, Minnesota Vikings. Johnny, who'd you take? I took Justin Tucker. I love uh, it. Just a solid kicker. Uh, you guys, Everyone knows how I feel about kickers, but hey, if he's there, why, why not? Trade him to me later. Help me get to the championship again. Probably. Who'd you get dead traffic? <laughs> so I went with a 14th round steal, a lottery ticket that could end up winning you yeah. your league. Like Malcolm that. Brown of Los Angeles Rams. Listen, we know Gurley's situation is scary AF. Uh, we don't want any. <laughs> that A stands for arthritis. <laughs> oh, that was pretty Ouch. good. I like that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and as we know, arthritis is not curable. So uh, he's not going to be. A, it's a pain management deal. The Rams went, they've been screaming at us that they're concerned the running back position. Okay. First of all, they went and matched Malcolm Brown's uh, offer sheet to Detroit, and now he's back on the team. They moved up to draft Daryl Henderson. I get that. But Malcolm Brown is a stud. He was a preseason stud last year. Let's see what he can do. Good shot that he ends up doing it. So, I, in that, I'm going to either punt kicker, oh, kicker or defense. Um, and so let's just take a look here. Let's take a peek. Let's take, let's take, let's take a, a little game. Take a Put gander. on the glasses. See what, see what's going on over here. I don't here. even know. You can always stream defense. Um, so I'm actually going to look. You should stream defense. I don't care if you have the number one defense in the league. If you got a bad matchup coming up. Well, and here's the thing. It's, it's it's the other difficult reason why I don't like taking, or the other big reason I don't like taking the number one or number two defense, unless they become like a real value, you know, near the end of a draft, that's when you're selecting them, is when it comes to their buy, you know how difficult it is to hold on to a defense and, or sorry, two defenses just to get you by that one week. It's really not worth it. Uh, and most oftentimes you will find that the best defense usually comes out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. And so you can usually pick them up off of waivers or like Travi, he's he writes some articles and he puts out some really good defenses last year. Uh, him and I were really keeping track of that, and he was he was nailing those defenses based on you know what we find, what our research is. So I yeah, a lot of it comes to comes to do with the over under on those games. You look at a you look at a defense playing a bad offense, and the over just and you know that defense is favored by X amount of points. If you have a good shot, they're gonna they're gonna do well. I ended up uh, finishing it off with Mr. Irrelevant here, Jake Elliott. Uh, listen, Philly's got a great offense. They project to be really good, and I want a piece of it. I'll take Elliott. Done. Johnny, last pick, 15th round. Um, you know, I'm looking at these defenses, and one defense that I think continues to get disrespected and should go higher is this New Orleans Saints defense. If you look at put what they, on the name. yeah, put some respect on it. Um, they were really 
they really helped me out last year. I picked them up uh, the last few weeks of the season, and they really put it together. They kind of started off slow, but I, I think that they have a lot of pieces to where that just they so can the whis- be. Just need the Whisper Nation to know that we were in Green Bay watching the Packers play the Cardinals at Mike McCarthy's last game yep. near the end of the season, and this man was drunk at dinner just shouting at the top of his lungs the value <laughs> the New Orleans Saints defense brings to the table yep it was overpowering it was not not the only episode of johnny being drunk and shouting (laughs) in that trip no this is very true hey what uh, else are you gonna do in wisconsin i think it's one of the ones he remembers though it is it is that's the that's the key point right there that's the one that i remember because i remember doing that already said there was no possible way he could have broken the table at our airbnb (laughs) because of the physics (laughs) of the crack (laughs) Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. The science of the of the crack. All table. right, so we got the draft now done. I want to hear both of you give summaries of your team, and then I'm gonna uh, break it down and, and anoint one of you the winner of the entire universe. Ooh. I'll start us off. I was number six. Uh, I went with David Johnson. Really love the upside. Cliff Kingsbury coming in. Damian Williams. Obviously, we know what he does for running backs. AJ Green. He's a stud if he's healthy, just banking on a healthy year for him. Hopefully that happens. Robert Woods, uh, basically this offense for the Rams, especially if Gurley is out, could be hyper-productive in the pass game again. Um, O.J. Howard, I really like his ability to touch that top tier of tight ends, given all the vacated targets and Bruce Arians coming in. Miles Sanders, I feel like, is a guy I want to tell Whisper Nation about every week uh, and get this hype going because people – um, need to know that Miles Sanders could end up as a you know RB one behind mm-hmm. that offensive line um, with that offense. Will Fuller, just a, a really an upside pick here. I love what he and Deshaun Watson do together. Royce Freeman could end up the number one, and he's been a workhorse. He was one for, and they used dra- high draft capital on him. So if Lindsey can't come back uh, fully healthy, then he'll be good. James Washington, I really like what Pittsburgh does every year. They throw the ball a lot. So James Washington is a deep threat. They need a deep threat now with Antonio Brown and his 15 touchdowns gone. James Washington could uh, help supplement that. Carlos Hyde is a great pick here for me, not only because I have Damian Williams, I want to shore up that backfield, but if you want to take a shot at Carlos Hyde because you think Damian Williams can't be that starter, he's a good stash because Carlos Hyde would end up an RB1 if anything happened to Damian Williams just by nature of being in that really high-powered offense. Josh Allen, because all these guys drafted like three quarterbacks. So yeah. I was ch- I had stuck taking Josh Allen, but Josh Allen, we know he can run the ball, and that's a great floor. Marquise Brown and Dante Moncrief to wrap up my wide receiving core. Dart throws with upside. Malcolm Brown, another lottery ticket that could really pay off big in a big way if he becomes the guy for L.A. And then Jake Elliott, I'll figure out my defense when, and which guy to drop probably. Who needs it? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, some leagues do because you mandate a starting lineup. But, <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So, Whisper Nation, Big Travi Austin, you guys know me. I'm really honest. I'm brutally honest years. sometimes. And unfortunately, when I'm looking at this draft, um, I, I'm liking what I did in the beginning, right? Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, Sammy Watkins, Chris Carson. Evan Ingram and Allen Robinson, Rashad Penny. Those were my first eight picks. I think I did a very, very good job on those first eight picks. I've got really solid wide receivers, probably looking across the board, probably the top three uh, or the top uh, wide receiver class on when it took them one, two, and three. 
my running backs are solid, Leonard Fournette, Chris Carson, but then I just fell apart there from running from <laughs> from rounds 9, 9, 10, 11, 12. It, it was just it was and this is why we mock. This is we we you look at this and you learn from it. So, I need to do a better job uh mocking from the down uh you know, the later rounds in a PPR league, but um you know, Cortland Sutton could be a guy. Lamar Jackson, I had to take him because like Travis said, all of a sudden two quarterbacks were taken on most teams. Maybe maybe they know something we didn't. Maybe we accidentally clicked two quarterback league. No, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. Uh, this is just sleeper. Um, Kiki Cutie, Kalen Balazs, Andy Isabella. My running back class is a little bit weak looking back at it now. Uh, Justin Tucker, good kicker, and New Orleans D. You know I always like them. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Overall, I'd give myself a C on this draft. Uh, not too happy with it. But I, I am happy with the first few rounds. Well, maybe fortunately for you, you don't get to judge your team. You yeah. don't have a say in this one so, right now, John. I don't. Opinion is irrelevant. <laughs> um, <laughs> so breaking it down here. Uh, uh, Travis, I love the first two picks. Damian Williams and Andy Reid running back on a Kansas City Chiefs team. My goodness, watch out there. Remember, we saw we saw Kareem Hunt going in the second round two years ago before it was about, and then we saw him established in the first round the year next. I'm not surprised if we see the same situation emerging with Damian Williams going in the second round this year. And well, it's like, honestly, one. we should see Damian Williams in the first round if you look at guys like James Conner. Yeah. You look at a guy like James Conner who's going in the first round who's sure. a very similar... I don't. Sure. Here's the thing. I don't understand why people are not on the Damian Williams hype train. Like, well, it, you haven't just, seen him yet. It, it, and that's going to rise. We're going to see that one rise and go up right now. But it's just a name that we don't fully know yet. He and like Carlos, Hyde, here's the thing. But here's the thing. We know. We know what the system is. I don't care about the name. Agreed. I want the system, and we know and what that's the system why they got produces. People like you. To let him know yeah, that's what true. it is. And I understand why people feel that way. But then yeah. so breaking more down on Travis here. Love those top two running backs. AJ Green, as long as he's healthy, like I said, there's really not a world where he's outside the top ten. Um after that, we're seeing the rest of the thing. You got a lot of dart throws, in my opinion, after AJ Green. Those first three picks are solid, but after that, we're seeing a lot of dice rolls. And I'm not I'm looking at this team and I'm thinking it's about as top heavy as the Seattle Space Needle. It's got (laughs) you could be end up dropping fifth round down on this squad. I I I think OJ Howard. It could be a disappointment over there. It's a new new system. Um, You know, we got another tight end over there as well. Miles Sanders, I think, should be great, but it could still be a committee situation. It is a rookie. We really don't know what it's about. I like the pick, but I'm just putting them all together here. Uh, Will Fuller, second best at best, could be the third option there, as we talked about with Kiki. Uh, Royce Freeman, he's we're banking on the Philip Lindsay not being able to touch his forearm situation there. Uh, James Washington, we really don't know what that's about either. Carlos Hyde, love that handcuff, backing it up there. If he has value independently or not, um, I think that's the perfect pick to take right there. Josh Allen, love the upside, but I feel more comfortable if he was my backup quarterback. I um, had something a little more solid, but you can always stream, so it's not that it's not too serious. Uh, Marquise Brown, rookie wide receiver behind a quarterback who can't throw. Dante Moncrief, we're still not sure about it. Malcolm Brown, great dart throw if it hits, but if he, you know if. Todd Gurley's taking his baby aspirin and that arthritis isn't hurting. 
you know, it's it's just another handcuff guy there for a, a player you don't actually have. And Jake Elliott's fantastic there. That's fine there. Um, like like the heavy side on that one. Johnny's, you know, this is one of those drafts where I saw it with those first two wide receiver picks where you love it, but if it doesn't shape out the rest of your draft, you could be kicking yourself. Fortunately, for game time, that's not what happened. He was able to grab Leonard Fournette there in the third round. We know the injury risk there, but this is a guy who was going in the first round last year, and you're not surprised if he returns first-round value. He still is an elite talent. He still is on a team that should be run dominant. He just got the boat of confidence from the front office and coaching staff. His thing is health as well. We'll see. Uh, but Sammy Watkins there, it's your third wide receiver. Um, this is a guy with true pedigree uh, who's now not going to be competing with Tyreek Hill most likely. Um, like it there. Chris Carson and Rashad Penny guarantees you the Seattle backfield. Well, as much as you can guarantee the Seattle backfield at this point. Hmm. Um, I like that there, though. Evan Ingram, really high upside tight end there in the sixth round. Um, Cortland Sutton should hold value. Lamar Jackson, I like the upside there as well. Second year coming in. Uh, Kiki, as we mentioned, could be a steal there in the 11th. Balage could. I love that dart throw there in the 12th. Um, Andy Isabella, I think you're going to drop him pretty quick. Love him for the Cardinals. I just mm-hmm. don't personally love him for fantasy that much with as many wide receivers as they have, as many wide receiver rookies as they have, uh, perennial problems or inconsistency with rookie wide receivers traditionally as well. True. Um, and it's it's new system, new team, new everything. Um, who cares? You got him in the 11th round or 13th round. Justin Tucker, one of the best in the game, New Orleans Saints defense. I would never try to t- say that they're not a good defense, especially against you. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, this has gone, this has gone back and forth. I respect your guys' acumen. Uh, I just respect Johnny's draft on this one more than Travis's. So good job, Johnny. Your C rating is negated. <laughs> Yeah, you got to love that. That's like when you turn in a paper in school and you're like, this is utterly trash. And then you get it back and you're like, this is an, and you got an A. You're like, oh, actually, or a B, whatever. It you, sounds yeah. like you wanted Austin to feel sorry. For- I no. draft, And he did. And now you won this mock draft. No, not at all. Well, good on you. <laughs> Knowing your, soft, knowing your, uh, knowing your audience, knowing your judge here, um, <laughs> I can't, I can't hate you for that. Um, my team is better, but that's all right. All right, Whisper Nation, thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate you joining us in this mock we draft. We want to know who you think won this draft. Yeah, let us know in the comments below who whose team you like more. Also, if you want more mock drafts, just visit our YouTube page. Just search the Fantasy Whispers. We've got a ton of mock drafts up. We're going to continue to do more mock drafts. So if you have a position or a draft style that you want to see, let us know. Hit us up in our DMs or post a comment below in this video. We would love to do them. We love mocking, mocking all day. (laughs) Um, But until next time, that is Austin Sear. That's Big Travi. I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks. If you want more fantasy football content, Please visit thefantasywhispers.com. Till next time, take it easy, guys. We're out. Peace. Peace. Love you. (laughs) So much. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whispers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TFWhispers.